Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Angela Hughes, who is the owner and president of Trips and Chips Luxury Travel. She also runs a nonprofit called Colored My World. You can learn more about her business at tripsandchips.com and also her nonprofit, colormyworldkids.org. Angela, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And I love to talk to anybody about entrepreneurship and also about travel. Um, it's two of my greatest passions. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. My husband, he, uh, he definitely is, um, he love he, he calls himself a serial traveler or world traveler. Yeah. He's been to over 50 countries. I think I probably lost count at least before we met, he was like a big traveler. And, uh, you know, it's interesting with today's times, um, this year is the first time he's just been at home. Like, I feel like I've been going out more than him. Uh, but I've always been fascinated with people who love traveling. Cause I, sort of consider myself a homebody. Like 2020 has been a great year for me of just being at home. So, so tell me, Angela, what is it about travel that you love so much that you want people to know about travel in general? First off, it's so, it's so interesting. You said that about your husband, how you're just the opposite. Cause my husband and I are that same <laughs> way where I've been to like 60 plus countries and I can barely get him to do a weekend anywhere. Cause he travels for business and everything. And so um, just wants to be home when he's here. And um, it's funny how opposites often attract and travel. We find that all, all the time. But my real passion really started as a kid because I grew up with parents who were pioneers in the travel industry and the agency side of things. Mm. And I was really groomed by some big names. Um, June Morris, who was one of the big owners of the agencies that my parents were involved with, and also Dave Neeleman, who founded Morris Air Service, which was sold to Southwest Airlines. And then he went on to later um, found uh, JetBlue and, you know, he's got a couple different airlines now, Azul and um, WestJet. And so back in the day, I didn't really know that I was, I was working side by side, like great pioneers in the industry. But I knew one thing that when I'd see that picture and back then at our travel agency, it was like a club med. They were like the only all-inclusive and um, you'd see them like, in Phuket or, you know, the Maldives, or, you know, you just see these um, posters on our wall at our agencies. And I was like, I got to go there. (laughs) (laughs) And so it it was just such a natural thing because my mom was really sick um, with rheumatoid arthritis growing up. And so it, it wasn't, it wasn't odd for my dad to call me in college and be like, Hey, can you go to Europe for two weeks? You know, your mom just canceled. I need to be there. And that was back when they didn't care if you changed names on the airline and everything. And Um, so it it was just such a great gift that they gave me. And, you know, I was probably working for minimum wage, doing a lot of like brochure restocking. (laughs) And it ended up just becoming like a passion. Like the the minute I, you know, went internationally to like Hong Kong or Israel, it's just like, I couldn't get enough. I was like, I got to see more and more and more. And so (laughs) I, 
always tell people like travel is super addictive. Mm-hmm. You don't need other drugs when you have this type of personality. <laughs> travel is a drug. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, what is it about travel where you're like, I got to go. I, I want to travel again. I want to see the next thing. Like, what is it? Is it, is it yeah. maybe discovering something new or experiencing something new? Well, I think the newness has a component. I mean, everybody feels better when they're out of their element. Mm-hmm. Even during COVID, like going to Home Depot was, <laughs> you know, a vacation for people. You know, you heard people say like, I can't wait to just go to Target. And, you know, people were actually just walking around Target. But yeah. I, I think it's, it's not so much the element of being new, but it's the discoveries that people make within themselves when they're traveling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's a powerful concept. You know, you're there, you discover something about yourself or you learn something that you didn't know and it prompts you to like act. And that's where some of the greatest discoveries have come from, of just being in foreign countries, kind of rethinking everything. I love that. I, I remember I was sort of grilling my husband on traveling. I was like, what is it about traveling that you love so much? And for him, the way that he described it is like, you kind of get put in this maze and, and it's your job to try to get out of it or try, you know, kind of, kind of, it's like your job to, um, discover a sense of familiarity in like a foreign place. Um, and so whether that's running into other expats or like running into other people that speak English, like, but you know, he'll plop himself in the middle of, you know, nowhere. (laughs) And then he's like, okay, let's figure this out, you know? And, and I think that, I think just the way that you describe it too, it's like when you're out there, you really, um, get to discover more of yourself. Um, and also really stretch or really, really expand like who you are or learn different parts of yourself that you didn't realize. So I think that's a, a beautiful way of describing um, the addiction to traveling. Yeah. And I, I really think the other piece to that is learning other cultures, religions. I have a huge tolerance for all types of people because I, I've been among them. I've lived with them. I've been in their homes. I've sat down and listened to their stories. And when you start to discover the trials and the tribulations that people have gone through, it makes you so much more grateful for the things that you have. Even mm-hmm. now, I hear people complaining in COVID, like, I lost everything in the United States. And I'm like, you have lost nothing. <laughs> I have been in so many garbage dumps around the world. Your life is so great compared even even today. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that also reminds me of, um, so my family, my parents were immigrants from the Philippines. And right. a couple couple years ago, um, I ended up going on a missions trip with some uh, local, um, local uh, influential people and, you know, leaders and what have you. And uh, even though my, I, I realized, like, I thought, even though my family comes from a third world country, I sort of assumed that, um, you know, their quality of life was less than it was out here. But what I had come to find is that there are some people that build homes around cemeteries, you know, and they don't have shoes and they're, you know, these kids are running around barefooted, you know, over mud. And it got me to realize that my family, where they came from is very middle-class. And I was like, oh, we came, we actually, you know, didn't come from a bad area. Um, and, and just like what you said, it really gives you that perspective and really humbles you, um, you know, really to, to be an American. And so um, it is kind of funny how, um, although this has been a very difficult time for a lot of people, I like to tell myself that of all the times to be stuck in a pandemic, any time in history, this is the time I want to, like, I'm happy to be stuck in a pandemic right now because of technology. Yeah. You know, 
hell on earth for me would be no Wi-Fi, pretty much. <laughs> I say that in any third world country, like we don't have Wi-Fi, you like put me in a whole different zone. But yeah, I agree with you so much on that. I mean, we run a lot of, through our nonprofit, a lot of humanitarian trips to the summer, and that's been a big passion of mine. And we literally are in, and when I say I'm in the garbage dumps, mm-hmm. um, and this is such a, this is such a paradox for me because I sell luxury travel. I mean, that's my market. Mm-hmm. I consult agencies on the side to grow their luxury travel base. And then in the same breath, I run a slew of humanitarian trips for college and high school kids. And now a lot of their families just come on them. And we literally are exactly in those scenarios in the fringes of garbage dumps where people Mm -hmm. have, you know, no clean water, no shoes, no food. They're going through the dump for food. Um, You know, they're, they're piecing houses together out of rubbish and, and that's reality for a big share of the country or of the world. And you take people in there that have lived an American lifestyle and they think that they're the ones giving back. Mm. Really, those people are the ones giving back to them. It, it's such a switch. Like we're gaining so much more by being with them because most of those people are fairly happy mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and humble and happy. And I find that a lot of parents send their kids like on my trips because they're like, I just want them to have a week without technology or right. I just want them to be able to talk to people or I want them to see what they don't have, but, you know, right, right. <laughs> what they do have, I should say it's the opposite. So it's like the moment your kids are really ungrateful, you just send them, send them to you, Angela, and then you take them on these trips well, and they're like, they come so back changed. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because that's how our trips kind of started a little bit. Kids, uh-huh. um, I, I, homeschooled my kids, really world schooled before it was super popular on, you know, Instagram. And (laughs) well, you know, you got all these influencer families out there that are doing that as a full-time gig, but Mm -hmm. I literally had so many travel opportunities. I was getting notices from my kids' schools all the time. Like your kids missed 23 days of school. And I'm like, oh, wow. And, um, I would take them on all of the different experiences that I had and it really grew them as individuals. But my, my son, when he was about 14, I, I was, he was doing his Eagle Scout project and I was like, I really want you to see where these humanitarian, he was doing like kind of hygiene kits or something and was collecting them. And I was like, I just don't want you to turn those over to like a, a business or whatever and have them deliver them. I was like, I want you to see like face to face, eye to eye, the person that you're handing them to because it's <laughs> toothpaste and these toothbrushes and soap and so forth are a luxury in some of these places. And I dragged him down to Costa Rica and there was literally, you know, eight murders the night before of a gang right in front of the kind of the religious compound we were staying. And I had just called someplace in Florida that had a mission place down there. And, and I remember dialing my husband up saying, I can't believe I just brought my kids here because now they're used to staying at like JW Marriott's and Four mm-hmm. Seasons and different things. And I was like, I'm going to stay here. This is really an interesting vibe. And we actually later went to the JW for the second half of the vacation in Costa Rica. And my kids actually asked me to go back to mm-hmm. the neighborhood that we were in. And they were like, we just need to go back. And now we need to buy them all sports equipment. Cause did you see their sports equipment? And I love that it finally like, clicked for them. Mm -mm. And it, it changed my life from that moment on. I was like, I have like the gifts and the skills to put together travel Mm -hmm. and travel for the wealthy travel for the, the mass market. But I feel like there's a whole piece missing. And now this was 10 years ago of people giving back 
in a humanitarian setting. Now, now there's several businesses that do it for profit and not for profit and have incorporated this experiential learning into things. But back then it was, it was a pretty new concept. And, and immediately I was just dragging people to places like Nicaragua, mm. Guatemala, and everybody kind of wanted to go. And then I was like, I got to get really serious about maybe some legal <laughs> things here. You know, I, I really, one of my lawyer friends was like, you just can't drag people like weird countries. And, you know, I'm like, you're probably right. I probably need to get a little more serious with this and have some contracts and, you know, but that's just how we rolled. And it was, it was way more fun when we, we didn't know everything that we needed to know. So. Yeah, exactly. It's okay to um, ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Sometimes it makes the adventure that much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. We just, you know, whoever wanted to go came and now, now we're all scheduled and organized and now yeah better life than never no big deal um i I think it's incredible that you um had homeschooled your kids and traveled with them um i think that you know for someone like myself that doesn't have kids i sort of assume that it's easier to uh, travel solo than it is with a family so tell me um you know for families that want to travel what are what are some tips do uh, that you want to share to make it a little bit easier (laughs) First of all, when I decided to do that, it, I mean, my daughter's 26 now, and she was probably, oh, seven or eight when we first decided that. And I've got four wow. children, and, uh, three underneath her. And originally, it was coming down to kind of the concept was she was dyslexic. She mm. wasn't happy in her school setting because she felt like she was kind of being dumbed down because in public right. school, sometimes they you know, piece everybody together in whatever group they think they belong in. And she had so many more skill sets than they were giving her credit for. And mm. I was actually in Auschwitz, Poland. And I was, I was at Auschwitz looking at everything. And I thought to myself, I have learned more like here in three hours mm. than anything I learned in college. And I have a master's degree about the situation at Auschwitz. Mm. And she had called kind of depressed. And I, I turned to my father who I was with and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to start homeschooling my kids. And it, that was not a popular decision in the world at the time. Yeah, <laughs> Instagram, yeah. Instagram has really made it very popular. And that that's for truth. Mm-hmm, that's truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also an adjunct professor at BYU, at Brigham Young University, BYU. And so, um, and that was coming right out of graduate school. And I'm actually teaching there virtually this fall mm-hmm. as a lecturer. And I, I was like, wow, you, you have all these kids that have different passions and dreams and not one mold fits them all. And what if I could teach them the classics and Jane Austen and C.S. Lewis and all of these things in England? And what if we could study the Romans in Italy? And what if we studied the Greeks in Italy? Mm-hmm. And, and I literally did that, you know, oh, that's awesome. And, and it was amazing. And, you know, we did other stuff. It's not like you can just get away with, you know, traveling all the time. And then right, they actually right. did all of it. Three of the four of them did the community college for high school. So they got their associate's degree in high school and they were so well prepared to get to college. Yeah. I mean, my daughter right now is 16 and she's probably been to like 40 countries. Mm. And this year is like just panicking me that we're not going to get in some big, <laughs> big production. <laughs> this will be the first year that we, you know, we haven't done this amazing thing abroad. Yeah. So, killing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of which, Angela, given current times, tell me yeah. how has, um, let's just call it the new normal. How has that impacted your business and how have you adapted? Yeah, it's been devastating. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were, there were several months prior to the March COVID many yeah. businesses 
experience. We were impacted back in January and February when it started impacting Asia because we do clientele in Asia and have contracts over there and mm-hmm. we're traveling um, in Australia and everything. And, and I literally was on my way to Australia and Fiji the night Trump announced the band. And mm. I was traveling with my father. He's 81 and he'd lived in Australia. And this was a lifelong goal to like go to Australia because he's falling into a little bit of dementia. There's just not much time left. Yeah. And he called me that day and he was like, Hey, I don't think that, you know, I, I should go this COVID thing. And you know, it was just so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, we're still going to go. And then Trump announced that. And it's like my world collapsed. I remember uh, thinking, yeah. And by Monday, so that was probably a Wednesday or Thursday night. So we were, we were due for Hawaii for a couple of days prior and then Sydney on Monday. And by Monday, all of the borders were shut. And I, I would have been locked down in Australia. I've been stuck there. No. Yeah, my whole life collapsed and it was devastating. There were several nights that I thought I could just slip under the water here in my tub and not come up for air because the travel industry has collapsed over the last six months. Yeah. It's still in, in a parallel economic situation. Um, I, and I have spent every day. I didn't take any government money or funding and I've mm-hmm. got 12 agents that work for me too. Yeah. And um, not only did we have to cancel everything. And so, you know, I make six digits a year. And so I have a lot of business. It was all canceled. We make our money based on what we sell. Mm-hmm. And so zero income coming in. And then, you know, the thought of like, well, will people sue us? Will, mm. you know, there'll be litigation on anything. Will we be able to get people's money back? And it probably wasn't until July 1st where I really came up for air. And I just had to do a whole mental mind shift of like, you, you've got to start pressing forward. And literally it was Memorial Day weekend that I said, okay, I, I started formulating a plan where I was going to go to private consulting, did a quick shift mm. and pivot. I'd had a, that in my mind for years, um, but didn't have the time because we were so busy with the other. And right. to um, consulting businesses and quickly grew a Facebook group of a couple thousand people and started getting clients from that. And now I look back and I'm like, COVID's been like the biggest blessing for me to reevaluate my whole entire, all my systems, all my automation, what I really want to do. I wasn't, I don't know if I was really particularly happy with what I was doing and traveling five months and like, like not, not what I was doing, but mm-hmm. with my lifestyle. I mean, I had a beautiful lifestyle. A very People are always like, we love your lifestyle. We're so jealous, <laughs> la, la, la. But I don't know if I was particularly like happy with the grind that I was in mm-hmm. and the chaos with myself. And I'd gained weight. I even gained weight through COVID. Now, now I've lost 10 pounds since I made this decision and I'm going for... Good for you. Oh my gosh. We're like my husband and I are like, we, we, we got invited to an outdoor wedding and we're like, oh my gosh, this is our chance. This is our chance to like start, you know, getting healthy again. And it's just, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard, but good for you, Angela. Good for you. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had started that at the beginning of the year anyway, because I was like, I need to take control of my health. It's really mm-hmm. hard to like be in charge of your health when you're traveling a lot. Yeah. And it's good around the world that it's hard to like say. Yeah. No. I mean, part of traveling is eating you know, the food that's there, you know, so it's, it's, I understand that. Yeah. And I was like, I need to do a better job and, and get my health and my personal life on schedule. And I'd started that in January and then COVID really ramped up for me. And then by July, you know, I don't know, I'm cooking, you know, all through COVID I'm cooking like meals, all these 
comfort foods that we know, you know, <laughs> making everybody happy. And I'm like, whoa, this is, and because I was depressed, I really, mm. it, and I'm not a depressing person or have an issue with that in real life, but I was just like this, I mean, what's just happened? I've lost everything. Our humanitarian work, this, um, you know, we had just started another small entrepreneurial thing. My daughter and I, she's done a lot of um, musical theater in New York, my 16 year old. And we just started this, this small venture called the Broadway Training Institute. And that was to bring down Broadway stars to Orlando to work with aspiring Broadway. Mm. And that, you know, we had had two successful things with Hamilton and Mean Girls bringing in their, their stars. And, you know, just thought every, everything that I'd done was destroyed. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and now we're coming up a little bit more for air and we're actually selling more now. I feel like the last couple of weeks, there's been a mindset shift in people's, I, I, I feel like there's a pent up demand that people just really want to get out of town. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And they're ready. And there's so many complications in, in travel right now, but we're, we're selling and we're doing our thing and I've lost 10 pounds and I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm confessing everything. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, Angela, I, I, I appreciate you uh, being so transparent because I think that the most obvious thing that was really impacted by the pandemic was travel and hospitality and everything. And um, it, it's really... I mean, I can imagine how deflating it felt, um, considering that, you know, you 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 took up the president role, you know, um, as your dad retired, as we talked about offline. And so I can only imagine like how big a responsibility that was for you, you know, to do that and to take that position. And um, and so I just want to take a moment to commend you for, you know, that time in July where you're like, okay, I need to sit down with myself. I need to do a mental shift and I, and I need to shift. And it sounds like the consulting side of your work now is, is working out for you. That actually is. I, I mean, truly, I love selling and I love working with people. And so we've got two things going. I mean, we're going to continue to grow our agency, but we need borders to open. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that COVID did bring a lot of people to is, is a chance to really look at their entire business. And I don't think it's just travel as a whole. I think at this point, everybody's business has been impacted one way or the, yeah. the other from that. And it starts to break down your ideas into, you know, smaller pieces and decide where you really need work and Mm -hmm. whether it's in your business development plan or if it's in your sales funnels or were you doing an email marketing campaign? Were you networking with people? I spent, I spent all six months, you know, reaching out to people and, and networking just to see what new ideas were out there. And I think that's really important that you understand what's out there, what's current and out there and how things are changing Mm -hmm. and networking with a variety of people. And I'm not talking like a BMI meeting or whatever those meetings, you know, getting together with the chamber or whatever, but, you know, networking with experienced people in your field that can bring new ideas to the table. Mm -hmm. I, I have talked so much prior to this call today with you. I was just on with somebody in Israel and, somebody in Egypt. And I, I just opened up and, and that's hard because I, I come across as a very social person, mm-hmm. but I, I keep my inner circle very tight. And I, when I'm home, I like to, I'm a loner. I'm a loner. 
I don't know how to describe that. Can you be alone? It's a, it sounds like, <laughs> it, it sounds to me that, um, it was funny, my friends were sharing with the, sharing this with me the other day. So it sounds to me that you might be an introvert and there's actually different types of introverts. Um, I found out recently. I'll probably email you the YouTube video or something about it. But it sounds to me that you're a social introvert because you love to connect with people, but then you like to recharge by yourself. It's like, you're not shy. You just, you just need time to recharge at the end of the day. So that, to me, that's what it sounds like you are. I'm not a, a therapist, but that's that's my guess. If I, I, because I feel like I need therapy. <laughs> and I probably am that. That, that <laughs> seems like me. I keep very quiet in my little space here with my husband. And yeah, and I, so I love it. Angela, I feel like we have only scratched the surface uh, for uh, your story and what you do with tri- trips and ships, luxury travel, and as well as color my world. Um, before we go, is there any final piece of advice that you want to share to our small business owners and entrepreneurs that are listening to the thoughtful entrepreneur in these interesting times? Yeah, I think the most important thing is get laser focused on what you really want out of life mm-hmm. and discover what your passions are, reassess your skill set, and then laser focus on that because money is just one piece of it. Mm-hmm. You ultimately gain a lot more joy and happiness in your life by giving back and, and making giving back, not just monetarily, but in time and service that will grow your life more than, than the money will, but getting really like laser focused about what you want to do, because maybe perhaps what you're doing is not what you're meant to be doing in life. And that really takes like a deep evaluation and Mm -hmm. any, any entrepreneur can go through that because entrepreneurs have these crazy brains where we're just always spitting out ideas and, you know, lasering down on and becoming crystal clear about what's really going to make you happy at the end of the day. And for me, that's, that's family and time and, and giving back. So Beautiful. Well, thank you, Angela, for that final piece of advice for our entrepreneurs and business owners. It's been an absolute pleasure having you today. Thank you again for being here. Thank you. Yes. And once again, that is Angela Hughes. She is the owner and president of Trips and Ships Luxury Travel and also runs the nonprofit for humanitarian trips, Color My World. You can learn more about her at tripsandships.com or colormyworldkids.org. Thanks so much for listening and we'll chat with you next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, 
you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.